Hello once again and welcome to Moral High Ground. Today, I want to know if it's morally right to ignore the homeless and the elderly. For our country has a lot of homeless people right now. I mean, across every major city in the United States of America, the homeless people are coming out like living. There's tons and tons of them just coming and coming to the streets dying out there, fighting to survive, intimidating the people of the city, just making it very uncomfortable for people to live and just enjoy themselves. They would, the businesses can't even survive because these people are coming in, they're begging for things, they're trying to pick fights because they don't have enough money for stuff, or they're stealing things. And, you know, it's just crazy, the chaoticness of, you know, drug addicts shooting up in the middle of the street. And the way I remember things, it never was like this. You never see this many homeless people. You've never seen it. You know, I mean, I come from Portland, Oregon. The city used to be very clean. And I used to never understood when people from other states would come here and say, oh, Portland so clean. This is a clean city. I never understood it until the homeless people got here. And, I mean, it's, it's outrageous how they can defecate in the streets, regurgitate in the streets, do drugs in the streets, throw trash and garbage all over the streets. Just filthy. Just leave things destroyed somewhere and move on. You know, they'll destroy a whole bunch of uh, open land in a little area. It might be a little tiny area underneath the overpass or it might be a little patch of grass next to a building. And they'll leave all kinds of trash, graffiti, uh, half of a tent, whatever. They'll just leave it all out there. And they don't care how people think of the waste that they left behind, the filth, the uh, maggots or whatever. You know, and it's just it's filthy, it's wrong. And I think the grossest thing about it is, and it's not even the homeless part, that's the grossest part. The grossest part is the people that walk by who are very well taken care of and they ignore it. Like it doesn't exist. Like, there's a place, a restaurant, two blocks away from me. And this restaurant has a lovely outside eating area has a lovely inside area where they brew, the, brew their own beer and stuff. And, and you know, it's a, it's a nice little restaurant. We'll ride around the corner from that, you know, same area. And right around the corner of this restaurant is at least 10 tents with homeless people laying in the street. People, you know, bloody in the face and just beaten down by society living around the corner from this restaurant where it's all fancy and ritzy and they're suffering they're struggling to survive but once you walk around the corner and you see this restaurant they're laughing they're like ha 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 you know you got people in suits and ties coming up or whatever you call that like the little penguin outfit that the waiters wear I don't know bus boy clothes and they come up and you know ha 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 just enjoying themselves like there's nothing going on like the homeless people don't even exist that's a sick thing to me i mean maybe i'm wrong but i think that's morally wrong to be happy 
when there's all this suffering going on around you? How can you not want to put it into it? How can you not want to speak out against it and try to make sure these people are well established somewhere, even if it ain't in a house, like mental health facilities, because a lot of these people mentally damage themselves. A lot of them have created a way to give themselves a form of a chemical disbalance through drugs. And a lot of them just lost connection with humanity altogether. And so they think everybody's a threat. It's almost trying to get something from them or whatever. But how can you pretend to be humane and pretend to care for people when you're enabling them to live a life of, of how do I say it? It's just so uh, compelling. So to me, it's an issue that I've been pondering for a very long time. I mean, very, very long time, and recently I've been speaking up the past year now on YouTube about it, you know, I'm behind on some episodes, but that's okay, because I just want people to realize that what's going on with the homeless people is something not to be ignored, because especially if we've known anything from this past year with COVID, you know, people lost jobs, people got paid through unemployment. Some people didn't adapt it to that and they adapted to waiting for the stimulus checks. But the thing about it is a lot of people hit the streets because they couldn't pay their rent. Their back rent was extremely high. And in some cases, some people back rent is still extremely high even if they got part of it paid. And we can see if something like this happening again, if this other strand of the virus that came from India comes to America. And we could see this whole thing playing out all over again. But this time, what repercussions were damn near the whole nation could be homeless. And then, what would be the repercussion of all that? That we're going to be able to survive in the streets and the wealthy or wealthy kids can take the places that we lived? Does that make it any better for our society to work together? No, it makes it more complex. It makes it even more harder to understand is how you can raise children in a place where there's homeless prostitutes, homeless drug addicts, homeless people with mental illnesses jumping in front of traffic and all kinds of chaos. And it just doesn't make sense how these things can happen and why people choose to ignore it. I mean, there's a another thing that happened. Uh, I've seen it last summer. It hasn't been around this summer. But there was this cart thing, and they got one on land, and they got one in the sea. And you could be like 12 people sitting there, and it looks like a little restaurant table, and they're under like a little tiki hut type of thing. But you're pedaling on a bike, and there's a guy that's leading the whole pedaling thing in the front. He's like, the, you know, I guess you would call him like the captain of the damn thing. But they're riding around, pedaling, drinking, and eating in this thing. And... They drove, they rode this thing right past the most populated homeless area. And they're laughing and drinking and they got music playing. The whole thing's ignoring them, the homeless people, because they're not there because they're drunk and they're doing their thing. And like I said, there's a head guy driving the thing. So those people pushing their pedals are just really just helping the damn thing move along. But it's just like, how could you have fun in the most populous place of homeless people? To me, that's just like going through a place where 
people were mentally ill or a place where people were disabled and laughing at them. It's like saying, ha, 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 you know, you're born with autism or ha, 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 you're crippled or, you know, just it's outrageous to think something like that or going to a nursing home, you're old, ha, 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 you know, it's, it's not right. And I believe a lot of things can be solved in certain ways. People tend to believe that businesses have to be established to make a lot of money. And a lot of these CEOs and internet influencers are making businesses with very little money and off of things that can uh, benefit people, everyday needs. You know, whoever created the first person, I don't know whoever created online shopping, maybe it was eBay or something, but it's the most ingenious thing, especially for something like someone like me, you know, a black person that, you know, looks like a dead, you know, think I'm intimidating and all this when I'm really just a big teddy bear, you know, but it's like you go in places, you get these insoles, people follow you around and drive you nuts. And I'm like, what the hell? And most of the time, all I buy is technology anyway. I'm not really, you know, up on the clothes thing unless I get to a certain point and I have enough money. Okay, okay, it's time to buy new clothes, you know. But other than that, I'll wear the same damn thing. It don't matter as long as I wash it, you know what I mean? But for a homeless person, they got to wear the same thing constantly. And then there's other homeless people that are stealing from other homeless people. Still in their clothes, still in their backpacks. And so there's a, they're going back to the most primal way of living. I mean, nothing they own is really theirs because someone else is, is struggling to get something as well. And so they're really unsafe. And then for a woman, the most horrible thing is a woman being homeless. I can't imagine that a woman that has a monthly cycle and they have to bathe. There was some guy who had a YouTube channel where he explained, or maybe it was a woman, and she went and been interviewed. I don't remember if the interviewer was a man or a woman, but the woman that they interviewed was homeless for, I think she was homeless for five years or something like that. And she was explaining exactly how she has to deal with a menstrual cycle and how they have to go to the bathroom and bed because it's more important for a woman to keep herself healthy in that sense, you know? And... It's just outrageous. And then, you know, we already know food is the main issue. They got to find a way to eat. They got to find a way to be able to nourish themselves. I also believe that shelter, okay, as we already know, shelter is the issue because they wouldn't be called homeless if they, if they already had shelter. But the way they're going about finding places to lay their heads is kind of wrong, too. They're under the bridge or they're... They're in a abandoned building or they're just, you know, tents all over the place. And I think it's, I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong that we ignore them. I think it's wrong that they have to live like that. But in some of their senses of cases, and I hope I'm making sense when I'm talking. <laughs> Seriously, because sometimes I doubt myself what I'm saying. But, well, not what I'm saying right now. But anyway... Okay, what I'm trying to say is it's like the homeless people figured it out. Okay, you go to these shelters and the homeless shelters, they'll prove that they'll give you housing. Now, they don't care what criminal record you have, which is unsafe for people that's in there. Certain people who can't be around certain people or certain people who are passive and you put them in a place with a person who 
has a violent history. And so they automatically get into fights with these people inside this shelter, you know. And then for women, it's worse because now you got, because I, I bumped into a woman. Uh, this is when I was starting to do interviews with homeless people. And I had bumped into this woman, old woman, reminding me of one of my friend's moms from back in the day. And she just kept talking to me. Uh, about how it was living in the woman's shelter and how she was trying to get out of it. And, she, and we, I didn't have no camera or nothing at the time. But for whatever woman, whatever reason, this woman really wanted to talk to me and was excited about talking to me. So we talked to her and she was explaining how the most horrible thing in there is having to be in a place where there's a transgender male in there with the women. And, you know, the transgender male would force themselves uh, in the woman's bathroom or, you know, automatically bully them so they can get food or something. And it was it was crazy the way this woman was explaining this stuff. And she would say that, you know, uh, if they wouldn't complain about the transgender homeless women, that the people would say that they were hating them because of them being transgender and was it wasn't the case. And so it's a it's a very worse scenario for women because some of these people, the transgender people, aren't being transgender because they believe in it. They're doing it as a way to uh, I believe to hurt women and to bully them. There's some guy in or transgender person in England or whatever, who decided one day to just become transgender, but he has a history of raping women and abusing them, and they put him in female prison where he did the same thing to multiple women. And it's crazy, you know? And I think it needs to be a process where they have a whole different shelter compared to the people who have a shelter. I mean, it's just, I don't know, I just believe it's wrong. You know, and all in all, it's not morally right because God, you know, went out and met people where they were at. Now, there's always a debate with people when you hear this phrase, you know, meeting people where they're at, you know, and some people will say, oh, like I had an argument with this guy on the, <laughs> I know this is a stupid, but I had an argument with this guy who decided it was a good idea to go on. GTA 5 and start telling everybody they're sinners and he said he's meeting people where they're at because they're sinning on this game and I'm thinking how I'm building cars I'm <laughs> buying cars rebuilding them having the cops chase me and I do crazy jumps <laughs> oh and I race every night and that's fun but uh, you know I started throwing my biblical knowledge at him and he felt like he, he still tried to challenge my knowledge but none of it was factual because mine is coming straight from the bible or mine is coming straight from true understanding of the knowledge that I learned, you know. And his is coming from rhetoric of preachers that just try to, you know, get people to believe in them so they can get money out of them type of thing. And I'm against that type of uh, preaching and rhetoric. And so, you know, because a guy kept trying to say, uh, well, I can't remember how it started. And I jumped in and I said the right quote, something from Titus, I wonder if I remember right. But anyway, he's saying he's meeting the people where they're at at the video game thing. And I'm thinking, no, you're not. I'm saying I meet people where they're at. I go out in the street. I talk to the homeless people, you know, and I try to 
ask them questions if they want to be interviewed. And then I go and I, you know, I try to make it look right for YouTube or whatever. But God did that, just that. He went out, he made sure they was all right. He fed the 4,000. And then I think it was 5,000 later. Those are two separate incidents that people try to say is the same incident. That that try to say it's a, a, a... typecast or like a bad written mistake like they wrote a mistake of how many times Jesus fed these people but it was actually two different times and the point of it is is that you know he multiplied when he only had like two fishes and a loaf of bread multiplied it so many times I was able to feed 4,000 5,000 people separate different occasions Jesus got across the river and the people followed him over there and he was by himself and then he says you know you only come to me because i fed you you know you don't care about what i stand for you know that's pretty much in so many words and because i can't remember exactly quote but and they were like oh you know jesus wanted to do it best off the fact that he was trying to prove he was working for God, that he was the child of God, the voice of the word, and they only cared about what they can get out of him. And and that's the problem, is that people only care about what they can get out of people nowadays. They don't care about the true feelings or emotions of a person. They don't care about trying to make a true bond or friendship. Because, let's just face it, friendships in the 21st century are only friendships of, of convenience and things you can get out of somebody. You know, it's not a true friendship. And then when you're a person that actually looks for true friendship, it's hard to trust somebody because their views are so jaded on so many different things that, you know, they don't care about what you have to say, period, or believe in what you say. So, you know, it's just a waste of time. And sometimes it's just best to pe- deal with people you know. And if the people you know ain't right, it's best to back away from them. But the problem is you're dealing with a threat you don't know when you're dealing with a homeless person. You know, some are dangerous, some aren't. You know, and that's just the truth about it. People want to say they're passive, but they're starting fires in the middle of the street, doing drugs, fighting people, women dropping in the ground, fighting, screaming, getting beat by their boyfriends. It's just crazy. And this ain't just happened in one city, it's all across the nation, you know. And it's like, it has to do like, when it comes to people ignoring these people, you know, it's like the Good Samaritan thing, you know. You know, first the Pharisees passed by, he doesn't help. And then there was some other guy, you know, a Hebrew man that passed him by or something like that. And then there was a, you know, Samaritan. And they're supposed to not be trusted. The Sumerian helped him, gave him money, fed him, took him to an inn, you know, and, you know, helped him out. That's the story of a good Samaritan, which also means that meeting somebody where they're at. Because this guy was blind, dead in a ditch, you know, and two people walked by and ignored him, you know. Random acts of kindness is the way to, to find peace and prosperity with God. It's also a way to find humbleness within yourself. I do a random act of kindness without no trying to get no repercussions behind it, trying to get anything out of people, and just do it 
just doesn't put a smile on your face. Sometimes you, you help somebody. You don't know if they're taking the money to go do something bad. But you're supposed to think to yourself, well, hopefully they do the right thing. And just walk on, you know. Don't say, oh, don't go spend this. You know, give them something and say, don't go spend this on drugs. You don't know. You might have just gave them something that's going to feed them for the rest of the day. You have no clue what someone else is thinking. But do that good deed without trying to beg for something, without trying to take advantage of somebody, especially a woman. Don't give women some money and then say, oh, I want to rub your booty or something crazy. You know what I mean? Whatever the freaky crap is, you know, you don't want to do that. You want to show a woman above all, I mean, even if you're helping homeless men or whatever, but if you're helping a homeless woman or a woman, period, that's suffering, you know, it's very important that you always stay chivalrous and humble, you know, don't go overboard talking about their boobies or their booty, you sit there and just say, hey, you need something to eat, here you go, there's some food, the girl's going to ask you anyway because people constantly try to take advantage of her. So they're going to say, oh, you're trying to ask sex with me? Just say, no, look, if you just want something to eat, here you go. I got to go. I got to go to work. Sorry. But hopefully this helps you out. You know, just go about your day. So next time she sees you, she talks to you, and she knows that you're somebody that they can trust. And by building that friendship, maybe you can encourage that person to find different ways to get them off the street. You know, and that's how I treat people. When I'm talking to these homeless people in the street, I talk to them like they're normal. I might throw God out there. Sometimes people run out, you know, but I try to do it in a certain way where people will understand, you know. And I tell them, you know, exactly how, you know, they can go about finding ways to get help. You know, there was one guy, I told him about the shelter and he went there, but then he had an issue with it and didn't like it. And that's the part I forgot just a minute ago. But the thing about the shelter is this. They'll house people for three months, three to four months, sometimes six months. And they're trying to help them get housing. And the thing about it, they don't just, you can't just walk into the homeless shelter. Some cases they can if they're ex-cons or whatever. But they put you on a waiting list. So you got to wait for like 30 days to go down. You got to wait for these beds to rotate. People leave so they can bring new people in. That's the first wait. So you could be homeless on the street for damn near eight months waiting to be put on this waiting list to get into this shelter or move up in this waiting list to get into this shelter. Then once you're in there, there's guidelines where they want a person to give them their social security number and state ID. Now, this is not just to say, okay, you're here. We're proving you're here. No, this is to prove that they have a homeless person in the building and they can get funding from any government facility. And so they're getting money from all these places. And so they really don't care who comes through that shelter. As long as they have a social security number and a state ID number, that place is getting funded for, for accepting the homeless person in there. So they don't care what the person is and what they're doing. But here's the thing. They get that person's stipulations. You got four months to stay here. But here's a piece of paper. We need you to sign, have people sign this thing to prove that you've been looking for work. We need to have you talking to these place people here for medical things. They, they try to force all these things down a person's back. But here's the other uh, nutshell that people don't know about when it comes to shelters. Not all shelters have food now. 
Some shelters will have food for them during the day or lunch. And then there's some who don't have food at all unless people come to donate their services to cook food for the people. So if nobody's coming to cook food, then these people don't eat. And so just imagine what happens when there's a homeless person with food stamps or social security and they come in with food. Then that means all the other homeless people are surrounding this person trying to get food out of them, which once again leads into fights. And so the people, homeless people don't figure out these guys are making money off of me by my social security number and stuff. And they're not really trying to help my needs. And because these are homeless people and they don't desire to work, some of them, you know, the main ones that constantly go back to the streets. Because there's some that go back to the streets and then they'll continue to go back to the shelter. Go back to the streets and back to the shelter. Why do they do this? Because it's a re, re- it's a re uh, a repeating thing with them. They'll stay in the shelter for times when it's cold and they'll stay out when it's hot. You know, because they can live better that way. It's just certain weird things they do. But in the, in the shelters, you know, point of view, they're going to let that person keep coming back as long as they can keep using that social security number and ID to fund their facility. And they really don't care. So a lot of homeless people that figured it out, they don't want to go to these places. That's why there's so many of them on the street right now, because they're not trying to make money for a place that doesn't really care about helping their medical issues, their housing issues. They want to know they can have a spot, be safe, and be able to take care of themselves on the streets. Now, I wanted to talk about the elderly, but I think I'll save it for another time. Because what I just talked about is a mouthful, and it's just not morally right, plain and simple, to have people living in the streets of the city like animals like people that belong in the wilderness when you have a city that's supposed to be civilized where people are supposed to be intellectually intelligent but yet they treat their fellow men less than human and choose to ignore them as if they're walking by a group of hounds and don't care you know and that's what's morally wrong about it and you know I can get into so many other things morally but it would go back to Jesus, like healing the, le- the leopards and so forth, because that's the main things where people were starving and suffering. And we can't allow that to happen, not in the 21st century, not in the United States of America. We deserve to look out for our fellow man and have our fellow man look out for us. And it all starts with, just random acts of kindness, doing things, like I said, without trying to get any benefit from it. And, you know, do it on a, on a time that can help these people and benefit from them. And it'll come back to you. But, you know, one person, you know, can stand up for, to more people than a group of people. There's other ways of saying it, but I'm just going to leave it like that. So... Understand, be morally right, give out random acts of kindness, give out good knowledge, and be supportive and just be a friend. Because there's so many people victimizing these people in the streets, and yet 
the ultimate victims are the people who live in the city, work, pay their bills, and try to live amongst the chaos. And none of it is morally right until some people start opening up and have a heart and follow Jesus' example of trying to help the fellow men. This is Shelby Lee Kyles, and this has been Moral High Ground. Peace be with you all. Blessings upon you. And remember, check out my other platforms, YouTube, SLK Universe, as well as uh, Rizzle. And you just look me up, and you'll see. And anyway, (laughs) once again, peace be with you all. Blessings upon you.